everyone, my name is Reagan. Welcome to Conversations with Sarah, with your host, Sarah Carnes. She's my mom. She's on the radio and TV and loves the Cleveland Browns. But one of her favorite things is connecting with you. She wants to help you live a healthy, happy life. I don't know how she does it. She even got me to love carrots and eat broccoli. Thanks for listening. It's hard to hear God's voice when we've already decided what we want him to say. That is the fish food for thought to start us off today. Stop me in my tracks when I saw it earlier and just thought it was so good. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. I have really, really been focused on my health and transforming my life through nutrition and diet and functional medicine for a long time. Some of my earlier podcasts really focus on that. And then we've just started to have a variety. And now I'm kind of getting back into that focus again, um, because I've had so many people want to hear more about that journey and different things. So today's guest, we're going to really dive into immune health for you and for your kids, because I so know so many of us are you know, so worried about what's going on in the world right now and how can we take care of ourselves. We get a little bit into GI health with my friend Gina. So we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But I wanted to touch on something quickly that I posted on my social media on Instagram and Facebook. I just started really thinking about this. One of my other friends shared her story and it just inspired me to share mine again. About five years ago, I started have, having some pretty crazy health symptoms, everything from severe anxiety to I had horrible body rashes, um, paranoia, horrible GI issues. I mean, it was bad. I could go on. I went to see several doctors. I mean, a lot of them, everything from my family doctor to neurologist, rheumatologist, dermatologist, and so on. I had every test you could think of done and all of that for them to kind of make me feel like I was crazy and that nothing was wrong with me, but yet I still had all these symptoms that wouldn't go away. And I just, I prayed a lot. I still do, but it really brought me closer to my relationship with Christ. And I pushed on using my discernment and knowing that there was something more and knew I needed to ask questions and not give up. I found some amazing doctors in functional medicine at the Cleveland Clinic, and my dear friend, Jerrica Sweetnich, who is a naturopathic doctor who's been on the show before, who finally helped me get answers and helped me heal. Long story short, I ended up having a horrible case of SIBO, which we'll talk about in this episode. It stands for small intestinal bacteria overgrowth. It's a condition of the small intestine and it can be healed and it's super common. I ended up testing positive for Lyme disease antibodies and a horrible case of mold toxicity which um, I did have mold around me that we ended up having remediated um, mainly here at work and a severe reaction to gluten. I think because of all of this, my body now rejects gluten. It's like crazy. I get crazy rashes and sick when I have it. And all of this was missed by the doctors earlier that I had seen before. But once I started working with the doctors in functional medicine and getting to the root cause of why I was sick and continuing to pray, I started healing. And I share this story because no one should ever be made to feel like they're crazy for the medical decisions they make for themselves or their child. Never. Ask questions, 
lots of them. And make sure you fully understand everything you put in your body. That is something I'm so, so passionate about. I mean, everything. This is your body, God-given body. You should be putting it in, putting in what you've researched and what you feel comfortable with. Very passionate about that. Don't feel bad about getting a third or fourth opinion if you need to. Follow your gut. If I didn't do this for myself, I truly don't know where I would be today. So that kind of leads us in to talking to Gina. So I met Gina when she was a functional medicine nutrition dietitian at the Cleveland Clinic. She holds a master's degree in clinical nutrition from Case Western Reserve University. And again, she was trained at the Cleveland Clinic and alumni of the Center for Functional Medicine and through her own health struggles with autoimmune disease, thyroid disease, food intolerance. She's found her practice and passion in functional medicine nutrition. And she owns INW Center where she provides individualized nutrition care as well as she partners with other healthcare providers, companies, and patients to share nutrition knowledge. She's also the founder of Crunchy Kitchen, which is an allergy-friendly food business. You might see it in the grocery stores locally, um, where she's been able to combine her love for food and nutrition expertise. And she's just wonderful. She's been a wealth of knowledge for me for a long time. You can follow her on Instagram at Gina Jones RD, RD. I know she shares a lot there and her website is inwcenter.com. So I hope you enjoy the conversation today. If there's ever a topic that you'd like us to dive into or me to find an expert on, I would love to do that. So just send me a message. But let's get into our chat with Gina. Well, it's back to school time, so I'm very excited to have my friend Gina Jones join us today. Thank you, Gina. Thank you for having me. Okay, so uh, on several of our different episodes here, we have talked about my journey to wellness through functional medicine and diet, nutrition, combating stress as much as possible, and Gina, actually, there's a previous episode with you from the very beginning when I started the yes. podcast where we talked mm-hmm. about a lot of things. But just as a reminder, I, I met you, I believe, at one of my functional medicine appointments. You were the dietitian that I saw. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> I love it. And we had such similar stories in different ways. And you were so helpful. We just connected. And we've just through Instagram and all these tools we've had, we've been able to stay connected because yeah. you're just such a wealth of knowledge. Oh, thank you. And back to school time, I think of right now, immune boosting tips, sure. taking care of your kids, because that's what a, a lot of people have on their minds right now. Mm-hmm. And not only taking care of our kids, but taking care of mama as well, because sometimes we forget. Yes, we skip out on that a lot. We can't pour from an empty cup, moms. Exactly. So I, I want to start with the kids first, Gina, and then we're going to kind of get into some other things because I, I was telling Gina earlier, I think so many people listening now, there's so much on our minds. Mm-hmm. There's so many things coming at us in different ways and we want to know, okay, number one, we're sending our kids to school and there's a lot going on with that, but how do I keep my kids as healthy as possible? I mean, even with flu season right. coming up. So 
what are some of the biggest tips you can say for kids? I know there's probably vitamins and things like that, but for immune health, what would you say? Sure. Yeah. So there's lots of things that we can do for kids. One of the easiest and free things that I love is having kids play outside, especially in the dirt, which I don't know if all of us do that all of the time. No, but I love this. You're like, came out of the box with something totally different than what I thought you would say. Yeah. So playing in the dirt, because it has like natural bacteria in there that we're exposed to anyway, can actually really help kids build up natural immunity to their surroundings. It also exposes them to like pet dander and cells and different things that actually reduces allergies over time as well. Um, Living in a home with pets can actually help as well because pets go out into the world, they bring different things in, and there's lots of research that shows that kids that live with pets have reduced allergies and better immune systems. Really? So I would say like the top two free things or kind of free things would be playing outside in the dirt, playing outside, getting as much outdoor time as possible. Best thing you can do. And if you're if you're open to it, having some type of pet in the house can be very okay, helpful. You're not well. helping my case against yeah. <laughs> getting a dog right now because I'm pro dog. <laughs> it's getting intense. Okay, so I love that. So yeah. th- like I said, I wasn't anticipating you saying that and those yeah. are really good tips. So <laughs> I think I feel like we're living in a society sometimes where it's like we have to be washed all the time. We have yes. to be using hand sanitizer every five seconds. And of course, we want to be safe, but it's a good right. reminder yeah. to play in the dirt. Yeah, absolutely. So even like, and I'm the same way, like I like my kids to be clean. I yeah. don't want them to look like they've been out in the mud yeah. all day. <laughs> but allowing time for that, especially while it's still warmer here, like in where we live in Ohio, but um over time, just letting them play outside in the snow, playing outside in the mm-hmm. dirt, just being outside in general is is helpful for their immune systems too. And not just the mud, but also the vitamin D they're getting from the sun. Yes. And we can talk more about that too, but lots of good benefits just to be connected to nature and getting kind of like the natural immunity built up from all of the, the bacteria in the world. Okay. So what about foods? Mm-hmm. So we know sugar, limit the amount of sugar. Yeah. You know, how do you get kids to eat healthier? Because I think some parents still really struggle with that. Like my daughter, I've always kind of made healthier choices at home. Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of easier for her. Absolutely. But I know mm-hmm. even she still struggles sometimes with, you know, wanting the fun foods. Oh, sure. Yeah. So I was the same way. Like my oldest daughter, she was a phenomenal healthy eater up until she went to school and then as she was introduced to more things, more <laughs> sugar got added in, right? More birthday parties, all yes. that kind of stuff. Um, so sugar becomes like a very natural part of their diet from about age five up as they're in school and being exposed to more things. Um, so like you said, like picking, starting at home is like the best thing that you can do. Um, making sure they're eating whole real foods and just limiting the sugar. You don't have to completely eliminate sugar from their diets because... Yeah. You know, you need them to have some fun well, too, and, right? And be realistic too. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be pretty impossible. Yeah, but um, yeah, concentrating on whole real foods at home is great. Letting them help you grocery shop or cook is yeah. a really good way. I when when I take my kids with me gro- grocery shopping, I have them pick out one new food each week. Can't be a boxed item; it has to be like a oh. fresh fruit or vegetable. But they get to pick out something new they even either haven't tried or haven't tried in a long time. And then that kind of gets them excited about, oh, okay, let's, you know, this week we found figs at Trader Joe's and we were able to kind of get fresh figs and they love those and they don't, those aren't around all year. So I love that. Yeah. So that gets them more involved in the process of healthy eating and it opens up their palate to different tastes and ideas. 
Okay, I love that so much. Going to do that. And I love how you said get the kids cooking as early as possible. So I've told the story on air before, but my my 10-year-old, and you know Ashley Weingard Mm -hmm. too, Mm -hmm. perfectly in perfect produce. Um, I did her meal. I do her meal kits. Yes, those are awesome. They're so awesome. So if you, Mm -hmm. you know, plug (laughs) perfectlyimperfectproduce.com, order the meal kits. So Reagan, my daughter, she's like, she takes over. As soon as the box comes, it's like, oh. Yep. Well, mom in the other room. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm not going to help at all. Promise. Right. And there, that's, you know, that's great. I recommend actually, um, the perfectly imperfect to all of my patients too, if they need something healthy as well. So if that's something that gets them interested in cooking and it's easy and there's still whole real foods, that's like an amazing start. It know? really is. Yeah. And it can even be something as simple as just like cutting the cucumbers, yes. or like putting the carrots on a plate. Like my kids love making snack boards, yes. you know? So we do snack boards all the time and they get to put the guacamole or the carrots or the strawberries or whatever it is. We have fun food on there and then we have fruits and vegetables and it just gets them more open to the idea of what tastes good and Mm -hmm. healthy foods that taste good. And it really helps to kind of boost all of the nutrients in their diet which helps support the immune system. It's so good. And by the way, when someone first told me they like kids chop up the vegetables, <laughs> I was like, I can't believe you guys let your kids use the knife. <laughs> like they, then we found like the, the, the kids', the kids yeah. knives yeah. on Amazon. They're super affordable and they're yeah. like plastic types. So Riggins 10 and she yes. still uses those. Yeah. Yeah. So I highly recommend the kids' knives. Yes, those are a game so, changer. <laughs> so what about vitamins too? Because I was like, I think I might have even DM'd you the other day because... Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, with all that's going on, I want to do like a, a daily vitamin, but I was like, she should really have a, a vitamin D and what else does she need? And there's a lot out there. So I didn't know. Like, what yeah. what do you usually say about vitamins for kids? Sure. So there's a couple things. Um, you can do this two ways. You could do it through food. You could do it through an actual supplement. And I think it really depends on what your kids are open to taking or not taking. Um, so Vitamin C is like one of the best ones you can do for natural immunity. I start my kids on vitamin C rich foods before school starts. Um, Those are things like strawberries, red peppers, citrus. You can add more of those into their lunch boxes as well as at home. Um, They can also take a vitamin C supplement. It's water soluble, so they're not going to have any reactions or have any issues with vitamin C um, supplements. You could do a multivitamin um, if they're not eating very well right now and you're trying to round out nutrients a good multivitamin is great Um, I normally recommend like high quality third-party tested supplements like I really love Claire Labs which you can order through a provider Um, Smarty Pants are good though too like they have gotten those yeah I mean they're little gummy vitamins there's a little bit of sugar in them but it's kind of like you're weighing your options of do they get the vitamin or do they get a little bit of sugar so in most cases like the Smarty Vitamins Smarty Pants vitamins are great little additions as well um, and then a vitamin D too. So two ways for that. So in Ohio, we don't get a whole lot of sun. No, when we're, we're approaching the <laughs> cloud season. Right. But, um, you know, during the summer, making sure they're outside, even in the winter, we're still getting some of that vitamin D exposure, which is good, but either a good multivitamin with a vitamin D included or, um, a vitamin D K2 combined, but I would say check with, you know, a dietitian or a practitioner to see what their vitamin D level is currently, just to make sure you're not giving them too much. But I like a liquid one, and it's a little dropper, so they just need one drop a day. It doesn't taste like anything. Oh, I know you perfect. mentioned finding a gummy, though, too, which is, I did. would be helpful as well. Either of those would be great options. So those are probably the three kind of like more supplement things. As far as food, having them eat um, 
fermented foods for probiotics. Those are going to be really helpful for their gut health and for their immune system. So yes. things like pickles, um, kimchi, sauerkraut, those types of things. Kids may not love them, but no, that mixing is a, them in. That is yeah. a struggle. But my, my girls, both of my girls know all about the microbiome now. Yes. So I am proud of that, that yeah. my 10-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> because gut health, you, you and I both have been through yeah. a lot of different things with our gut health. And that's actually why you're a dietitian yeah. today. Absolutely. And your story is so amazing. Um, but, tr- tr- you know, teaching them young is so important. Yeah. So, which kind of leads me into talking about, you know, and not forgetting about mom here. Because yeah. you and I both have girls actually Mm -hmm. and um you know we we get really super focused especially this time of year sending them back to school and our kids and keeping them safe which is all so important Mm -hmm. but we can't pour from an empty cup like we said earlier Mm -hmm. like what do you what do you tell women is the most important like high level things for them to be doing now to kind of keep their immune system boosted to be safe so it's going to be a little bit different. And as a dietitian, probably most people don't expect me to say this either, but reducing your stress as Ugh. much as possible because stress directly affects your gut health. It depletes your gut health. And when you deplete our gut health, like 70 to 80% of our immune systems in our gut. So if we deplete our gut health, we're also depleting our immune system. So when we get stressed out, what do we do? We don't sleep well. We eat mm-hmm. a lot of sugar mm-hmm. and it just kind of goes downhill from there. So... Um, sleeping well, reducing stress. So easy things like um, meditation, yoga, journaling, gratitude, anything that it's going to help you reduce your stress on a daily basis will be really helpful. Um, and then kind of the same things I said about the kids, like making sure you're nourishing your body, not just grabbing quick candies, chocolates, things like that along the day to keep your energy up, but also just nourishing with real food. Because when we get stressed, we sometimes forget to eat. We don't nourish our body as well, even though we're making food for the kids. So really just making sure that we are taking care of ourselves wholly, reducing our stress, concentrating on our own bodies and our own mind, and really concentrating on what we need. It sounds simple, but it's harder to implement. (laughs) The the stress thing is so hard. I'm going to keep it real here because that's what I struggle with the most. I have really hard time with insomnia that I've been battling for a while now. And it kind of, the the severe insomnia for me started when the pandemic started. And like, I just feel like, I don't know, maybe it's a mixture of a couple different things because I was just, you know, finished off fighting my battle with mold, (laughs) which you've struggled with as well. So that's Mm -hmm. a whole different topic. But it's really hard to combat stress living in the world we're living in today. Like I look back and think like, I was so stressed like three years ago. And the world was not like it is now. So I don't know, do we, I, I sometimes just have to turn off the TV yeah. Shut off my phone notifications and yeah. live in, a, in an oblivious world <laughs> yeah. and go watch some mindless television yes. or whatever that is for you. Work out. Right. Right. Um, you know, th- those kind of things. Mm-hmm. I think stress is one of those things where it's easier to say, you know. Yeah. Like when you're detoxing, we also often talk about detoxing our brain and what we're consuming mentally mm-hmm. as well. So turning off the TVs, turning off the social media where you might be comparing your life to other people's highlight reels, those types of things are very helpful to take a break from too. I mean, I think we all get dragged into that at some point where we're Mm -hmm. just feeling like 
we're in a comparison mode or we're just high stress. Why is this mom have it together and I don't? But I honestly don't think any of us really have it together. I mean, like being 100% real. I mean, we all have stress. Um, So I think it's really easy. And same with me. I've battled with stress for a long time and, and anxiety over the years. And just picking one thing that doesn't feel like a chore that you get to implement to make you feel better has been really helpful. So a really simple one that I give a lot of my patients is writing down three things that you're grateful for each day Mm. because it just kind of switches your brain to thinking about the gratitude and the gratefulness that you have in today's world rather than focusing on your to-do list or everything you have to get done the next day. So it's a really nice either start for your day or end for your day or both. And then it kind of helps with – Reducing your stress over time. Too. And there's so much science behind that. Oh, there is. As yeah. well. Mm-hmm. It's another one of those things you're like, it's too simple to work. There's no <laughs> right. way. And then you start doing it and you're like, oh my goodness, this yeah. really does make an impact. So I think stress is one of the biggest things. Yes, absolutely. Um, what else can we be doing? I know with women, you said stress is the most. Any yeah. Anything else? Yeah. I mean, so making sure you're getting like seven to nine hours of sleep at night, which I know that plays a role so into just, that. Just saying that stresses yeah. me out. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so aiming for that. Like, for instance, say you go to bed at like midnight normally. Try to push that up by 20 minutes each day until you're starting to feel a little bit more rested. Waking up and um, having a few minutes to yourself and making sure that you're getting a nourishing meal, making sure that you're eating vegetables and fruits and not just the sugar or fried foods that might be easy, quick things that you're doing throughout the day, but making sure that you're sitting down and enjoying your meals is really helpful. Um, Vitamins too. So taking a good multivitamin, making sure something really easy you can add in too um, to help with kind of the stress and help with your body's response is this thing called adaptogens. Are you familiar with those? Yes. Okay. So you can get them through lots of like natural herbal teas now and coffees even but they add adaptogens into foods they're just made out of like mushrooms and root vegetables basically and it kind of helps your body adjust better to the stress of your life and it doesn't allow that cortisol response to happen where you're feeling like you're in fight or flight mode it doesn't allow your blood sugar to spike so it just kind of helps you kind of stay a little bit more like even which is really nice so, because so, uh, I feel like the first time I heard the word adaptogens, I was like, oh, that's cool. But mm-hmm. tell me more. Like, what do you just find tea that says, is it certain type of ad- adaptogens? Sure. Yeah. Like, I know ashwagandha. Yep. Yep. Perfect. Yeah. There's different types of, of adaptogens. There's um, multiple different ones. Ashwagandha is probably the most popular. Yeah. And it's everywhere. You can find it in, I think we've talked about, I love this herbal coffee called Tea Chino. And yes, yes. So we like they have an adaptogen blend now where you can just sip on your herbal coffee and put some creamer in it and you're good to go with your adaptogens there. But there's also a lot made from mushrooms like cordyceps mushrooms and reishi mushrooms. And those are in other brands or you can get them in capsule form. Okay. Um, Someone just gave me reishi coffee and they were going nuts about it. And I have to try it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a really popular one right now. And there's several brands out there that have the adaptogen blend coffee too. So. Okay, so that's something new to try. Yeah. I've been drinking the coffee, by the way. I keep meaning to tell you yeah. about it. Purity coffee. Have yes, you tried yeah, yeah. that? Mold-free coffee. It's mold-free <laughs> coffee. So I bring this up because Gina and I both have suffered from mold illness in the past. Yes. So if you do have coffee, try some of the adaptogen yes. brands or the mold-free. The mold-free coffee. <laughs> yeah. no. There's, if you just do a quick Google search about mold-free coffee, so many brands are like doing this now. It's so refreshing um, because it, there's just so many out there now that you can choose from. But before, yeah. it used to be like one or two brands. So right. 
But if it's mold-free, they will tell you because, you know, it's it's a really big thing that they have yes. to go through to get that certification. So it'll be on the bag if they yeah. are. <laughs> so look for it. Yes. Look for it. Okay, so those are all. And I know you said a multivitamin. Yeah, like a multivitamin, a vitamin D, a vitamin C is great. Um, getting those probiotics either through a capsule form or through foods, like I mentioned earlier, fermented foods, yeah. are all going to be like really good starting places. But if you want more like immune supporting supplements, you know, dig a little bit deeper with like your practitioner or yeah. or a dietitian to kind of give you more more specifics. But those are four um, like staples. Staples, yeah, that's yeah. perfect. Yeah, I love that. I want to dig into a little bit more of uh, like general health for women because you're a dietitian mm-hmm. in the in the area here in Northeast Ohio, and I'm sure you probably do virtual appointments yes, do. as well. So mm-hmm. anyone listening, Gina is wonderful. What are the top things that you see women come to you for? Because you have a functional medicine background as well. Correct. Yes. So within the functional medicine realm, I'm actually very known for um, helping women with thyroid illness as well as hormone balance. But I'm also very well known for chronic illness because I've gone through so much of it myself. Yes. So I get a lot of people that reach out to me for autoimmune diseases, for mold illness, for SIBO, which is a gut issue with uh, small intestinal bacteria overgrowth is what that stands for. So I get like a lot of the chronic things that a lot of other people haven't been able to figure out for them. Yeah. So they they tend to come to me with a functional medicine lens to help with that. Okay. So people who are not under real sure what functional medicine lens means, what does that mean? So I like to kind of compare the difference like between a traditional dietitian and myself. So a regular dietitian is going to be more focused on things like weight loss um, through counting calories and macronutrients and um, really looking at controlling a disease. Where in a functional medicine lens, I'm more looking at you as a whole person and a, a whole body and helping you get to your root cause. And mm. when I say root cause, what is that underlying thing that's causing the thyroid disease, that's causing the fatigue or the insomnia? What is causing that? And we go through a whole you know, stepwise protocol method, if you will, yeah. to help figure out what that is. And once we eliminate it, we get you back to feeling your best instead of just controlling symptoms. Yes. Yeah. That's in, in I've shared my story before, but when I first came to where Gina mm-hmm. <laughs> was at the, at the time and I saw you and yeah. I had seen a physician there, I had been to several doctors yes. before yeah. coming to you guys mm-hmm. and was kind of like, brushed off from some and well there's nothing really wrong wrong with you except (laughs) I was having massive all kinds of symptoms ended up with a mold toxicity illness Mm -hmm. and SIBO yeah so I am a real life example of having a horrible horrible case of SIBO that nobody caught till I came to functional medicine yeah and that kind of lended my um, my story into really learning about how gut health plays into immune health as well. Mm -hmm. So I had a form of mold in me, gliotoxin, Yes, I Mm -hmm. think it was. It was so high, like off the charts uh, on the report that 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 was like killing my immune system. It particularly Mm -hmm. was a big indicator that, oh my gosh, what's going on? But I I had a ton of mold in me and, you know, started working on that. But the SIBO as well, I was off the charts with that. So kind of talk to us just a little bit about the gut health and immune health and how and it kind of how they play into each other. 
Yeah. So there's, I mean, it's been known for a really long time that probably around 70% of your immune system lies within your gut. But um, more research thinks it's even higher than that, 70%. So we're really looking at like 80%-ish or even higher. Um, But as science grows, we get to learn a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Our entire body is, you know, we are a good percentage of bacteria. (laughs) Okay, Mm. So I think, you know, the percentage is like our body weight, about 10% of our body weight is actually bacteria. And then we have our whole microbiome, which is mostly in our gut. That Mm -hmm. is our immune system. So we, you know, your immune system is directly related by your gut health. So if you have really poor gut health, like you have high sugar diet, high stress, you're not sleeping, um, you're not eating well, all of these things, your microbiome is not going to be as healthy as it can be. It's not going to have all the right types of bacteria Mm -hmm. and your immune system isn't going to work properly. So what happens is, is when that is depleted, you're more likely to get sick more often. You're Mm -hmm. more likely to end up with autoimmune diseases. Um, You know, all of these illnesses start to kind of come out. And you're more susceptible to things like mold. And because of stress, you're more susceptible to things like SIBO Mm -hmm. and histamine intolerance. And all of these things are all very connected. They're on like this hierarchy scale. Yes. So it all plays a role into what we're doing to support our gut health. So. We have to reduce the trauma to our gut health to support our immune system. Can we talk about it a little bit? Because I feel like women hear this, and I'm just going by like a conversation I've had with girlfriends, so this is all very new to them. And they're like, I think we've normalized, this is my perception, so tell me if I'm wrong. I think we've normalized a little bit in society that (laughs) when you have diarrhea a lot, that that's just normal. That when I'm like constipated a lot, well, that's normal because right. there's so many people that are. Or being exhausted. Oh, it's yeah. Normal. It's yeah. normal. Yeah. It's not normal. No. And I, I say this all the time <laughs> to my patients because they'll be like, well, it's like they won't tell me some symptoms. They'll just be like, well, you know, everybody has that. And I said, just because it's common right. does not mean that it's normal. Right. <laughs> so, right. yeah, 100% agree. I think that we've normalized a lot of stuff, but it's not normal. It's common. There's yes. a difference. So I was just having a conversation, I don't know, a couple months ago with two girlfriends who both have a lot of GI issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've been I like I've been telling them for a while, you should go get tested because that actually sounds a lot like like SIBO. So <laughs> yeah. like years, you know, like a year goes by and we have dinner again. And she, like we go to order at the restaurant and it's a healthy restaurant. And she's like, well, I can't have that. And I can't have that. And I can't have that. Because I, I react to all of that. Mm. And I'm like. You, go yeah. get tested. It's yeah. not there. I think there's like a fear of the unknown. I'm like, you can actually treat this. Do you know when I was at my worst with SIBO, if yeah. I even had one almond, yeah, I would be in the bathroom in five seconds. Yeah, it was crazy. I yeah. couldn't. I had this like whole list of things I couldn't eat. Yep. And I remember looking over. I go, I can eat everything now. Yeah. She's like, what? You mean you can eat whatever now after you've got healed? And I'm like, yes. That's the amazing thing. I healed the SIBO. I went through the program. There is light at the end of the tunnel, but you have to go get tested. And SIBO is common. Very common. It's like 50% of the population or something has it. Yeah. And I think people hear that and they're like, I've never heard of that. I I don't want to be labeled of having something. True. You know, Mm -hmm. there's some kind of fear with that with people. But... 
would you rather know and treat it and feel better yes. or just kind of be like walking through it blind and not knowing but always having GI issues? Right. <laughs> so it's better to get tested in my opinion. So a good ending to this story was a couple weeks after that, she went and got tested. Oh, good. And she does she have SIBO. SIBO. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And now she's getting treated. And I'm like, yay. And then now my other friend is inspired and she's going to go get tested too because she has a lot of issues. So the moral of the story, ladies, is don't, first of all, don't be afraid to talk about the four letter word that starts with a P. Okay. (laughs) Right. And ends with a P. It's okay to talk about it. There's so many women who are like really uncomfortable about talking it. And they're like, you have to do a test where you, put that in a bag and then yeah. ship it off to yeah. a company. I can't do that. Oh, for, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. honey, you must not be sick enough then. Because- yeah. Because at some point you're just like, I want this to end. Because <laughs> yeah. I want this to end. I will bag it up. I'll do whatever. Yep. Because I'm better now. Absolutely. But you just got to let it go and say, I just, it's true. Yeah. Some women are like weird about that. And I just want you to like, let's normalize just getting healthy instead. Yeah, absolutely. So some, that's a really great point that you bring up because often when you're really stressed out and your immune system's not working well, things that you will notice are exhaustion, fatigue, like not being, like being tired, but wired at night, but really exhausted during the day. So yes. you can't sleep at night, but you're fatigued all during the day. Um, like getting sick more often, like I said, just like just really depleted and not feeling like yourself. So those are things to look out for. And also like GI issues, like you might notice, hey, I'm getting more stomach cramps or this food's bothering me. Yeah. Or I'm getting constipation or diarrhea. And I normally don't. Those are all signs that you need to kind of, your body kind of taps you and is like, hey, like pay attention to me. And then if it doesn't, if you don't listen, it starts to tap harder, right? Right. <laughs> Until eventually it knocks you down. Right. And then you have to listen. So, you, you, right. You don't want to get as sick as I did with yeah. SIBO. I, I was like one of the worst case scenarios, I think, with my levels. And there's different types of SIBO. So you probably, we're talking a lot about this and I don't want yeah. to run away with no, it without okay. explaining it. So SIBO is something, like you said, a lot mm-hmm. of people have it and they mm-hmm. don't realize it. If you've, I've read this. If you've ever been told you have IBS, yeah. there's a good chance you have SIBO. That's very true. Yeah, And that's so common, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have, you feel like you have diarrhea a lot or you feel like you have constipation a lot, mm-hmm. it's a good chance you want to go get checked. And it isn't yeah. something, correct me if I'm wrong, that your family physician normally knows a lot about. That's correct. I would say most of the time they'll rule, rule out other things. Like they mm-hmm. might check for a few parasites or they might check for like fructose intolerance or something yes. more like basic. Um, but most of the time they're not checking for SIBO or um, things like that unless you have very specific symptoms. And then you have to be advocating for yourself. So yeah. most of the time you'd want to probably see a functional medicine or integrative doctor or physician to to get that testing done. And they can come to you for that too, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. you do all at of At home the- tests, which makes it less awkward. That's what I always do. I do the at home test, ladies. You yeah. can do it. If I can do it, you can do it too. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, it honestly does make it less awkward because you can go home, you can collect it and sit at home and watch TV while you're doing the breath test or the stool test or whatever it is. And yes, it's, it's very easy and simple and nobody has to know. <laughs> nobody has to know. No, it is. It's really good. Yeah. And um, I, again, it plays so much into the immune health. But with the SIBO, I wanted to mention it too, because again, I think there's so much unknown with it. What are some of the biggest causes of SIBO, I guess, because we've talked mm-hmm. about what it is mm-hmm. and the treatment, Mm -hmm. or we'll get to that in a second. We didn't really cover that. But why do people have so much SIBO? 
So it's really interesting. So there was a study that showed that 54% of women with a thyroid disorder actually have SIBO compared to only 5% that did not have thyroid disorder had SIBO. So there's a big connection between thyroid and SIBO. And it has to do with the motility because your hormones control the motility of your bowels. And if your bowels are not moving daily, they should be moving daily. Yeah. If they're not, um, it slows everything down. Bad bacteria builds up. And then that methane and hydrogen builds up and releases. And that's how you end up with SIBO in one scenario. Stress can also trigger it. Stress Mm -hmm. is a huge trigger. Um, Underlying illnesses like mold Mm -hmm. and heavy metals and what I call stealth pathogens, so things that we may have picked up but not really known that we picked up, Mm -hmm. um, all of those can be underlying causes of being more susceptible to delaying motility and creating bad bacteria that causes the SIBO. So let's let's not skip out on talking about how you treat SIBO too, because I think that's that's interesting too, because you think like... Um, so you really should go to someone like you or a GI doctor if you think you might have something like this. But how do they treat it? Um, it's actually, it, there's two realms. Like if you're mm-hmm. going to more of like a traditional doctor that's going to treat it, they're probably going to do antibiotics. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to go to a dietitian or a functional medicine practitioner, uh, most likely they'll do like an herbal antibiotic, mm-hmm. which is really just supplements. Mm-hmm. But there's a combination of herbs that you use and there's several different protocols you can use within that realm. Um, and it kind of kills off the bad bacteria, and you use some binders to to get them out of your system. Um, but before I even treat SIBO, I want to make sure that that person's having a daily bowel movement because mm-hmm. as we're getting things out of the body, it needs to physically be able to get out of the body. So if mm-hmm. you are the first kind of action step would be to make sure that you're having a daily bowel movement. So it sounds like that's the, one of the best ways to get toxins out of your body. So yes. making sure that that is in order first and then working on like the herbal antibiotics. And that is difficult sometimes I know yeah. for a lot of women. Um, I, again, I know SIBO is such a personal story to me and to you. Mm-hmm. And I know so many people um, that it's impact you. We talked about you treating that and we yeah. tried to, talked about you treating, we touched on the thyroid. What are the other common things that you treat that you see a lot of women coming to you for? So autoimmune diseases in general um, is really big with me. So things like PCOS or MS or any of these things that are going to be considered like a chronic illness. Mm -hmm. Um, And with that, honestly, it's really about reducing inflammation in the body because it's normally not just they have one chronic illness. It's normally like you and I where we have something and then we have all these other things that go along with it, right? So it's really about finding that root cause and getting rid of it. But in the meantime, reducing inflammation through food through supplementation, and through lifestyle. So um, working on an anti-inflammatory food plan with them, as well as making sure they're getting the right nutrients. So I do Mm -hmm. a lot of GI testing and nutrient testing in Mm -hmm. my practice because it's the best way to figure out what is going on in your gut. It's hard to guess. So doing that GI test is like really important with my patients. And then nutrient testing to say, okay, if your gut's not working, you're probably not absorbing your nutrients properly. And if you're not absorbing your nutrients properly, then we need to replete those to get your gut working too. Yeah. So it, everything is very interconnected. So um, like I have one patient, if you don't mind me giving an example. No, I was just going to ask you yeah. for a story. She had, um, she has MS. She also has Hashimoto's and she had possibly some SIBO, never like 
actually tested for SIBO, but lots of like issues there. Um, So she started seeing um, myself and a functional chiropractor and then eventually added in a functional medicine provider too. But with her time with me over 10 months that we worked together, she went from not being able to walk not being able to have um, like normalized blood sugar levels, not being able to get up to meal prep, um, and completely now can walk without any supportive aids, can not full huge distances, but she did like her longest was about 700 steps without any aids or assistance, which was like amazing for her. Uh, She has reduced pain. Her thyroid levels are normalized. Um, The inflammation in her body has come down. She's lost weight. All her nutrients are better. Her gut health is better. And literally that was within a 10-month period. But when she came to me, she wasn't able to even get up and stand for long periods of time to even make herself food. So those are one of the circumstances where it's just like it's amazing to see how much food is contributing to your health and your immune system in general. Oh, my gosh. It is so amazing. And I can't, like, vouch for functional medicine and this approach to healing enough Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I know it's hard for some people. Like, I have someone in my life that has MS and yeah. just, like, refuses to even think about changing yeah. their lifestyle or anything. And mm-hmm. it's so hard for me to watch yeah. knowing that it does make an impact and there's so many variables that go into it. So, you know, anyone that's listening now and it's like, I've never even heard of functional medicine. If you have yeah. any autoimmune yeah. uh, either a diagnosis or you're suspected suspected and leaning that way. Highly, highly suggest going through um, Gina, a functional medicine doctor, to kind of go through and do an assessment. So you kind of explain kind of what programs that you have for people that are looking to do a variety of things. Sure. So... I have a program that I run about four times a year that is called the Thyroid Blueprint. So it's specifically for women that suspect they have a thyroid issue or have a thyroid issue. It's actually good for for either because we concentrate a lot on gut health and nutrients. And it includes GI testing, which I love because we really get down to the root of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, So that second cohort is starting um, mid-September. And then I also take one-on-one clients. So there's a variety of packages that you can work with me, but it's really about helping you with any chronic illness, any thyroid issue, um, you know, even weight loss, like gut health relates to weight loss so much mm-hmm. of the time as well. So really just getting the testing done, meeting you where you're at, fixing the diet, the lifestyle, the stress, all of that, and really just helping you you feel your best. I love that. Now, We've been talking about women a lot in this yeah. episode, but do you also work with men? Yes, or I do. do. Okay. Yeah, I work with men and children as well. Um, so a good a good portion of my practice, you know, I have a good variety of, of all. I would say most of my practice is women, but I do work with, with men and children. Too. Okay, so yeah. I love that. I just wanted to make sure. And you can find out all of your information, how to sign up for the program. Yep. And it's starting soon now? Yeah, uh, so around September 15th will be the first will be the fall start. The fall start, okay. what will happen again after the new year. Okay, perfect. So you yeah. continuously have stuff going. Yeah. And I know you do, like you said, you do the one-on-one One appointments. Yeah. Yeah. And you can also listen to the previous podcast with me and Gina. Mm-hmm. I think in that one we shared a little bit more about our mold stories. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I, I didn't want to go into all that again since we have talked yeah. about it, but it's very personal to both of us. Yeah. And if you suspect mold toxicity in your life, I highly suggest... <laughs> 
talking to Gina, (laughs) I have asked her a million questions. (laughs) That's one thing. Like a lot of my patients are like the ones that know me really well. They're like, you've literally had everything. (laughs) No, but that that is, I will say that is so important to see someone that it's amazing because most of the functional medicine doctors I've seen have had something. Yes. It's yeah. like they went into this career. That's very true. Because they've dug in and figured mm-hmm. out how to heal yeah. through a you know, variety of different uh, means. And yeah. you're a perfect example of that. So yeah. I think that's so important because you lived it and you understand when someone's sitting across from you. Yeah what they're going through. Absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely a passion project that turned into yes. something bigger for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And what is your website? How can people connect? Sure. So my website is inwcenter.com. You can find me on Instagram as well. I'm at Gina Jones RDN. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for Thank joining us. For and we'll me. put links in yes. the notes here for you to connect with Gina. Any feedback, if you loved the podcast, if you loved this episode, if you could give it a a star, um, some good feedback wherever you listen to podcasts, it's greatly appreciated. Hope you have an awesome day.